When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Bienvenido a Kaiser Permanente. El doctor ya te puede ver. Verá que aunque eres muy activo, ahora te cansas más rápido de lo normal. Verá que a menudo almuerzas comida rápida. Verá que pones a tu familia primero y tu salud tiende a caer en segundo o tercer lugar. Y claro que verá que tienes el azúcar alto, igual que tu papá. En Kaiser Permanente trabajamos juntos para ver todo lo que tú eres y darte el cuidado que tú mereces. Kaiser Permanente, para todo lo que tú eres. It's the Johnny Ken Show. John Cobell, Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome, everybody. Uh, tonight on Channel 11, there will be a televised mayor's debate. There's already been a couple. This will be the second televised one. But this one is going to include somebody who's been looming over this race now for several months. And that is uh, businessman Rick Caruso, the uh, real estate developer. He owns a couple of uh, shopping malls. You may be familiar with the Grove, Americana at Brand. Uh, a very successful, long-time L.A. resident who has talked in the past about running for mayor, but this time he actually filed the paperwork, and it appears he's going to show up at tonight's debate. And if you've looked at your TV any time in the last few weeks at the local channels, you probably can't miss an advertisement for Caruso. <laughs> Just in the last few minutes. A lot of them talk about his heritage, and then sometimes he gets into the homeless problem, and it's generic stuff. But anyway. We've been trying to get him back on the show, but to no avail. Do you know anything about that? No. It did, uh, I mean, I usually send him an this email. This better be not like trying to get uh, Caitlyn Jenner on, who avoided us for months, and then when she was dumpsy in the polls, came on the show when we couldn't I, get rid of her. I think political consultants are afraid of us. 
Political consultants are risk-averse and cautious, and they want to use the tried-and-true methods. And they're afraid that we'll uh, corner somebody and, uh, you know, all hell will break loose. Kind of like a Meg Whitman situation. Hmm. I think that, that I, spooked political consultants for the last uh, 15 years. Well, looking at it another way, if I was a Caruso political consultant, I'd say to him, uh, look at the other candidates. John and Ken are not going to support the other people. You don't need to go on the show. <laughs> well, you know, you could you could come up with any kind of rationale. He'll come out eventually. Now, there's things I like about Joe Buscaini, the counselor. Oh, yeah, Joe's pretty good. He's not cutting through it all, though. No, his guy's not I mean, cutting through. He's got a name recognition problem. I mean, right. just most of the voters don't know who he is. I thought he had a good moment when he went to Venice yeah. and those homeless people tried to attack him. Yeah. That really, I think, would have riled people up to say, wow, he's right there in the middle of the problem. And he knows how bad it is because there he is taking the taking the heat. Yeah, I know. That momentum uh, just uh, faded away. So it'll be at uh, USC tonight. Uh, the moderator is uh, Fox 11 anchor Alex Michelson. And the other person asking questions is a grown an El Segundo Times columnist by the name of Erica D. Smith. Yeah. We haven't really talked much about her columns on the air, and she's somewhat new to the paper, but it's, all it's, you need to know is she fits in with all the rest of yeah, the crowd. It's, it's just progressive nonsense from her. I mean, they, they've got so many of them, they probably have eight different columnists. They and do. They, all they have write, to compete for what kind of woke column to write. And they all write woke crap every day. Like every day you open up and two or three of them are in the paper and it's the same woke nonsense you read the day before with two or three others. So there's nothing, there's nothing, they're, they're like one big blob. It's the woke blob in the LA Times. And I suspect Erica D. Smith's going to ask the defund the police questions. That would be my guess. Something yeah. like that. Or other lines around racial well, equity. Even even Karen Bass in her uh, rhetoric has jumped off the uh, the defund the police bandwagon. Well, yeah, this is why she uh, divorced herself from uh, from George Gascon. Yeah, at least for now. For now. I mean, right. she's doing a lot of cosmetic stuff. Her consultant and advisor told her, uh, you don't want to attach yourself too closely oh. to that uh, Gascon bandwagon of criminal justice reform because that's not playing well in the polls. I, uh, I, I traded a few messages with Alex this morning. Yeah. Alex Michelson. And um, he said, if there's anything you need to know, he goes, just, just uh, ask me. And I said, well, people are going to wonder... How are you going to keep uh, the debate from getting ruined by the activists? And he said that the um, is in the event is invite only with a vetted pre-approved guest list. And vetted, yeah, so that they know exactly who's coming. Hmm. They know their names, their their organization, their connection. Uh, I mean these these whack jobs tend to get in everywhere, no matter how. Yeah, I mean, the last debate was at Loyola Marymount. We played some of the audio, and all it was was people screaming at the candidates. I mean, Caruso wasn't there. They were screaming at Karen Bass and Kevin DeLeon over homelessness and police funding. And I think that's and why... The whole thing just devolved. I think that's why Caruso didn't show up at these events. In fact, I understand he was a little reluctant to, the, to do this one because, really, when, when all the lunatics start screaming in the audience... Everybody looks stupid. Everybody looks small and weak. I mean, you're standing up there to be mayor. You got to project some kind of strength, some kind of command. You're supposed to. I mean, we've had Garcetti, but you know, it's a position of authority, and you're trying to get everybody's attention. And when people are just screaming all kinds of wacky garbage, there's no way to do that. And you end up looking. Everybody ends up looking foolish. 
And I don't think Caruso is the kind of guy who wants to be in that position. Yeah, maybe he reached out to uh, Fox 11 and USC and the Times, I guess, is sponsoring this too, and said, look, you got to do something about who gets I, in there. I mean, they got to get rid of these public debates. You can't do them anymore. Because, you can't uh, have a live audience, you mean? No, no, you, you just can't. I mean, make it, they have to be TV studio debates, I think. I, maybe I that's better. What does it matter if there's 100 people in a room and some of them love their candidate? Who cares? Why do you need an audience? I don't even you understand don't. that. You don't, but it's it's it's... You know the 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 crazy people have ruined everything, and, well, and they're they're doing this all over the country now. Yesterday, there was an event at a synagogue in the San Fernando Valley called Temple Beth Hillel, and it was Bass, Buscaino, De Leon, Mike Fuhrer. Rick Caruso did not attend. It wasn't a debate. It's called the Forum on Homelessness. And what John's talking about should be pretty evident from this clip we have. What they ended up doing is they shut the whole thing down. It was a live stream. And they had to go and reconvene in another place without an audience to finish the forum because it just got ridiculous. Here's some of what happened. We would really like to continue this discussion. Our candidates are willing to return but we just are not doing protesting. And I know that people have a heart at this season and they're speaking from their hearts. I believe... True. So if we... Uh, can clear the protesters, we could have a continued conversation. Otherwise, we won't be able to continue our conversation tonight. Oh, wow. God. Where did she come from? Wow, this is a real movie. What kind of traumatic childhood produces that? God, go scream at your dad. You didn't love me. You weren't there for me. That's all it is. These are people with childhood issues. I swear. This is one of the reasons, though, we get nowhere on homelessness because loud people like this dominate the <laughs> debate and they corner these politicians. They box them in. I mean, you can hear this woman. She's first citing the number of people that die on the streets, which isn't a bad thing to do. We also feel that that's awful how many people a year die on the streets of L.A., but now she's just talking about, you know, basically, this is the crowd that wants the $1 million a unit housing. Yeah. They want the beautiful housing oh. with all the supportive services. They want L.A. to take all the money from all the rich people and uh, build the most wondrous places for all these people. Well, there should be no tents. There should be no shelters, things like that. Guaranteed. They need beautiful permanent housing. She comes from a, like an upper middle class, well-to-do family. Probably. It's and she's rebelling against mommy and daddy. And she feels guilty over the homeless in the street, and you know she's got an, she got emotional issues. That's that's the problem. Her her view, after five seconds, you know, her view doesn't matter. It's just that she's shrieking and she's irritating and she's disruptive. So none of that does anybody any good. It just ended the uh, the forum there, and everyone had to go hide online. So I, you know, if she she feels good about herself, but you know, this is a trend. I was just seen there's a story back east at, at Yale Law School 
Uh, there were about 100 law students who started freaking out and screaming at some speaker who's conservative, something like that, just shrieking. And because they, they, they're, they're still triggered. This has been going on for like five, six, seven years now. Uh, they, they hear somebody who has a political view they don't like. Yeah, it's the cancel culture. And it's a can- so, so you know, going to shout you down, try to get you out. A federal judge issued a memo to his other judges saying, we should keep track of these 100. And this is, you don't want them for law clerks. Because if they don't respect basic First Amendment rights of free speech, then I don't want them clerking for me. And none of you should. Which started a whole round of controversy, but he's right. If they don't, if they don't understand basic constitutional rights of free speech in public, then yeah, they should they, they should be canceled out of the law, the uh, judicial system. All right. When we come back, it's called LASA, the Los Angeles Homeless Services Authority. It has been a sham. It has been a disgrace. It is the agency for the county and the city of L.A. to deal with the homeless. They have primary responsibilities. It looks like the L.A. County Board of Supervisors is going to change that. We'll talk about it next. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobell, Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Well, over the years when we've talked about the ridiculous problem of homelessness in the city of L.A., in the county of L.A., we've come up against time and time again this agency referred to as LASA the Los Angeles Homeless Services Agency. It's supposed to carry out homeless policy for both the county and the city. Sort of reports to both, which is probably the first problem. Six months ago, six months ago, the LA County Board of Supervisors formed a task force, and I hate those two words, (laughs) the Blue Ribbon Commission on Homelessness. Wait, wait, a Blue Ribbon Task Force? Yes, Wow, why is it always a blue ribbon? Uh, because it's supposed to give you the idea that it's top shelf. I see. Right? So Wasn't that the name of a margarine? Uh, blue ribbon? Blue ribbon margarine, yeah. It's never a, like a, it should be a brown ribbon task force. Well, to me, it's it's a punt. This is what Newsom does all the time. Oh, I'll appoint a task force to come back with the recommendations. And then yeah. it's like a year later, yeah. and the problem's 50 times worse, and the recommendations are, are insane. Or they're just, they're boring. So what we're getting out of this is the possibility. Are you ready? Because here comes another one. We might have a homeless czar for L.A. County. Yes, one person that is going to be at the top of the pyramid that's supposedly going to coordinate everything that happens in the county of Los Angeles when it comes to what we spend on homelessness and how we deal with it. So what this led to is the possibility that they're going to pretty much eliminate LASA. Um, It says here, the agency's woes, this is of course an El Segundo Times story, partly stem from the fact that it is saddled by federal compliance and fractured governance with multiple commissions, boards, and councils in charge of various and sometimes competing tasks. It also answers to the political leaders of both the county and the city while navigating city and county departments, as well as activist groups and nonprofits uh-huh, that carry influence do you, over homeless policy. Do you, we know that from the uh, homeless industrial do, complex. Do you realize there's nobody normal in this whole ecosystem? That they, they, they respond to city and county leaders. Think of the city and county leaders we have. Eric Garcetti, Mike Bonin. Sheila Kuehl. Sheila Kuehl. Hilda Solis, 
Catherine Barger. Janice Hahn. Janice Hahn. I, I th- think of the people we have. Paul Koretz. Mark Ridley Thomas. Think of the people who've been running the city and the county for almost 10 years now. And then think about activist groups and that woman we just played screaming at that forum. I'm yeah. sure she's part of some activist group. But the, which, are, which are really anarchists. And they masquerade as a, as, a, a, as a homeless organization. But they're not. They're people who want to destroy our, our current political infrastructure, our society, our societal infrastructure. That's what they want to do. They hate America. So the bottom line here is that the Board of Supervisors really just wants to reshuffle the chairs. What they might do is have Lhasa transition away from providing direct services funded by L.A. County. That's what they call outreach. Loss is the one that says those teams out there with the little shirts on, that they're like outreach teams. They may have a new county entity coordinate those services instead. So instead, they're going to replace Loss with probably another hopeless bureaucratic agency. What's the only thing that's worked in front of our eyes is when Sheriff Villanueva went to the encampments at uh, Venice Boardwalk and uh, the one in Brentwood on San Vicente in front of the VA. Uh, they did this in Westwood Park. They did this at Echo Park. They did it the other day in Little Tokyo. You you put up a sign that says, party's over 10 o'clock tonight. And uh, here are your we choices. We can find you some type of housing. And, 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 and they do for a majority of people and, in all those places you and, described. And that ends the debate. They may not stay there. But, but at least but, you've cleaned up that one homeless encampment. Right. And they and, and then you apply that to everybody. Into every neighborhood. You walk up, you put up the sign and say, We got a shelter for you. You're not you may not like it, but that's too bad. This is all we've got. And you can't stay here anymore. And if you right. really put up a fight, yeah, we're going to arrest you and put you in jail for the night. And then you do this again tomorrow, we'll put you in jail for the night. And then eventually these people get tired and they'll wander off somewhere. Ultimately, that's the only way it's going to work. And it's the way they're doing it now. The way they're doing it now is exactly that. They're walking up to the people and saying, okay, deadline is X. Here are your choices. What do you need? Mental health, drug, alcohol. Yeah, you need this is a, what need they a did ride at the home. Santa Ana Riverbed, wherever yeah. years ago that was. It yeah. started all this. All right. and, 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 and what it they, is the only approach that works to clean up these places. You want to hear a statistic that's going to make your hair fall out? Go back to, the, to 2013 when Garcetti took over. We had 23,000 homeless, and we spent $10 million a year. Write that down. 23,000 homeless, $10 million a year. In 2020, 41,000 homeless, and we are now spending a billion dollars a year. Went from 10 million to a billion. That's a hundred times more money, and homelessness about doubled. That's all you need to know. It's it's a vast waste system. And homelessness doubled because people know if they come here, they're going to be left alone. How many times did we point out that on one side of the street in Culver City, no homeless on the sidewalk. On the other side, Mike Bonin's L.A. Council District, homeless people everywhere because they're tolerated. You know what? Everybody in the system knows what, what works because when they're forced into it, 
by Sheriff Villanueva. That's exactly what they do. And it does work. I drive by that, the former encampment on San Vicente. Yeah, that's right. You've been keeping an eye on that for us. Nobody's come back. I'll even take the words that they're using to describe what Villanueva does. You know what the term is? Compassionate enforcement. Yeah. Why not? We'll, we'll, we'll adopt that one. It works. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobell, Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Right, well, here comes your Russia-Ukraine update. There are reports that came out today, and it was actually the Pravda newspaper citing the <laughs> Defense Ministry of Russia that almost 10,000 Russian soldiers had been killed. But the report was quickly removed, and the newspaper officially blamed hackers. Now, Western officials believe that figure is probably a reasonable estimate of the toll that this invasion has taken on Russian forces. The Pentagon believes that Russia's lost 10% of its troop totals in trying to take over Ukraine. It's being described right now as kind of a stalemate. The Russians aren't moving really any closer, but they're not retreating either. And they face serious shortages of food, fuel, cold weather gear. Some soldiers have reportedly suffered from frostbite. There are reports that hungry soldiers are looting stores and homes for food. The craziest fight fights going on right now is that city of Mariupol, which again, both officials there and in Kiev have said they will not surrender to the Russians. The Russians basically put an offer on the table that if you surrender, you know, the official government... Uh, we'll stop killing people, but the Ukrainians are refusing to do that. <clears throat> do you know how high that number is? 10,000 deaths? In in 20 years of the U.S. being in Afghanistan, we had uh, about 2,500 deaths. They've well, had, then that would be a lot more. We've had They've had four times as many deaths in three and a half weeks than, we, than we've had uh, in 20 years in Afghanistan. Well, there's 44 million people in Ukraine, even though millions have left. The ones that are staying along with the soldiers are not going to let you just easily take over. Uh, I mean, Afghanistan was probably a different situation. This is a Putin, high resistance level. Putin has arrested his two top intelligence officials. These guys were in charge of, uh, of giving him an idea of what the Ukrainian mood would be. Right. And Putin either didn't listen or was convinced that the Ukrainians would be receptive to a Russia takeover. And so those guys uh, are uh, in bad favor right now. Well, there may be at least 2,300 people that have died in the siege of Mariupol. That's just the one city they're fighting over. They're also fighting over another city called Odessa, an important port city. And, of course, the siege against Kiev continues Although that one is the one they think is really at a standstill, that the Russians are just not getting any closer and not making any inroads there. But they so, uh, have at least controlled partially a number of other cities in Ukraine, including one called Urpin. So by the end of this week, it'll be a full month. And now the ground troops are in a stalemate. It's been the same report every day for several days now. Ukraine is getting more and more weaponry from the West. Russia is having more and more problems with its uh, food, ammunition, supply lines. So now they could, they could 
fight like this indefinitely, right? Because the West is going to keep rearming Ukraine over and over again. Those guys have no sign that they're giving up. So what happens here? Does he go for the chemical weapons, uh, biological weapons, the nukes? That is what U.S. officials are warning again, that in some ways Putin is backed into a corner and he may resort to chemical or biological weapons. So it's nice that they're warning, but what's anybody going to do about it? Nothing you can do. We're going to be warning ourselves right into oblivion. Well, nothing you can do except... Send them protective gear? I don't know. Well, then... They'll keep bombing until every Ukrainian is dead, until every building is flattened. Or and we're still going to be warning people. There are reports that Russian troops are running off. And that because they're out of food and gear, that they can't do this forever. No, they can't you just, do it. You can't hold up the morale of the troops here. At some point, they're human beings who got to be like, what the hell am I doing? That's correct. But... He'll always have a few psychotics who are willing to uh, send nuclear missiles. But it may not be enough. Oh, nuclear missiles. Yeah. Oh, that's... No, no. He, he's he's probably gone as far as he can go with the ground troops. I don't think it's ever going to get any better because the Ukrainians are only getting stronger every day because the West is spending billions of dollars to arm them. Right. If he didn't get them early, he's not going to get them late. He, I mean, there'll be a lot more death, and there's certainly a lot more, to, more surface-to-air missiles that can cause destructions like they've done in Mariupol. But right. he's, he's never going to get control of the country. The public is never going to let him. Now, the New York Post has an interesting story. They believe that maybe one person who could make a difference is a woman that's considered the most flexible in the world. Physically. Literally. She's a gymnast by the name of Alina Kabeva. Yep. She has apparently been Putin's longtime lover and has been hiding in Switzerland with her children by Putin. And supposedly, there are some reaching out to her to see if she can convince Putin to end this. She's actually facing expulsion from Switzerland. Of course, Switzerland is considered often a neutral place. But I I think they're siding with the West on this one. I think so, yes. Did you see the photo of her flexibility? I did. It's impressive. I don't know how to describe this. That's why she's considered the most flexible woman, because that pose is uh, extraordinary. Uh, how would you how would you describe this? I mean, she's well, she's basically you can see she's bending over backwards. Well, actually, it looks like she's bending over. Yeah, she's she's bent her head all the way back, but turned it around to face her feet, and her toes are she, they're pointed on the ground there. They're right. like. They're angled. Right. So the knees are sticking out to the left. The top of her is her waist. And then she bends to the right underneath. She makes like, like a, a weird spider. Yeah. It's like she's like, it forms a circle. So now her nose is is right where her the back of her ankles her heels. are. Yeah, yeah, her heels. Her heels. Yeah, her yeah. nose is at her heels. Right. And, and, her, and her, her feet are still facing forward, but they're completely sloped. Right. And she's got one hand down on the ground. Yeah, and She's and like a, the, the a rope or something. The bun in her hair is right at the crook of her knee. Yes, it is right. Hey, um, can you do this? I, I can't even do a somersault. That is extraordinary. See, you can do that. You get the president of Russia. He saw that once on TV and said, "I'm going to marry that woman." Yeah. Well. 
They've been around a long time. She was an Olympic medalist, has won many gymnastic competitions, and he is still apparently enamored of her. She was actually in the Russian parliament for a time. But I guess <laughs> safety says, why don't you go somewhere? And that's why she's in Switzerland with wow. their children. They actually have four children together, all the reports. She, that doesn't look human, though. It's as if she's made of rubber. Um, yeah, that's... a. Some men like that. It's not. It's not exactly sexy. It's just. But it allows weird. things to happen. Yeah, I was just. Gonna I was going to say. say. Yeah, yeah, it might not be. <laughs> Great possibilities. I, yeah. I never considered. Yeah. It's like, well, I guess you could do that. Mm-hmm. When you ask her, you know, come on, don't be so rigid. Be flexible. <laughs> I be wonder flexible. if Putin can uh, do some of those uh, stretches. He seems yeah, he like is. like a stiff, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. No, he, no, uh, not Putin. No, he's no, no. Forget what I said. Oh, that's right. He's <laughs> we don't want to talk her about to, about uh, well-paid positions. I mean, I don't think this is exactly a hidden story that this is. His... <laughs> well, what we're looking at is a well-paid position right there. Dun dun dun. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken show. John Cobell, Ken Shampo, KFI. AM six forty live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Well, a, a Russian court today convicted the top opposition leader in Russia. His name is Alexei Navalny of fraud and contempt of court. Nine more years in prison. Obviously, this is to keep Putin's biggest foe behind bars for as long as possible. This is following a year-long crackdown by Putin on this man's supporters to stifle all dissent in that country. So they wanted to make an example of this guy. And uh, he has been sentenced to another nine years. This is the guy that survived the poisoning with the nerve agent in 2020. Do you remember that story? And uh, he's already serving two and a half years in a penal colony east of Moscow. Let me turn off my microphone. Violence. What happened here? What's trying, that? I was trying to talk and somebody was turning off my microphone. Somebody was turning off your microphone. Could that be you with your fudgy fingers? Uh, no, I think it was the Russians. Oh, well, no, anyway, we was, talked about this guy who got poisoned in 2020, but he did survive. I remember it took emergency treatment yeah. to uh, revive him. Yeah, put him in a coma. He became yeah. violently ill. Uh, and he was not in Russia at the time. I guess he went back, huh, to continue his fight against Putin. And I don't know how, uh, I don't know why he would do that. But I, as I recall, he was, I don't think he was in Russia when they, uh, when they treated him. You want to hear poisoning? what the uh, nerve agent does? Not. It, uh. It causes you to uh, profusely salivate. You start having convulsions, involuntary urination and defecation within oh. seconds. Oh. And that death by asphyxiation or cardiac arrest could follow oh, yeah, he was minutes. on a plane. He was on a plane, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's called Novichok, the agent. Novichok, N-O-V-I-C-H-O-K. You, you lose control of your bodily functions. Oh, so, yeah, they took him to Germany. That's right. He recovered, but he was arrested upon returning, returning to Russia. And then you have all these uh, involuntary muscle jerks. Like, oh. uh, it's like an elliptic, uh, uh, epileptic seizure. That's what they're trying to slip Zelensky. They want to poison oh, yeah. the Ukrainian yeah. president. Can he poison Putin first? That could be well, the dramatic ending to all this. I'm, there's got to be a substantial number of uh, people in uh, Putin's cabinet who's thinking this is really a bad idea here. This is not working out. 
Where you would think so, right? But I don't think things work in that country because, the way they do here. No, I heard a I, Russian guy say today, I think it was today, he was interviewed on the news, and he goes, most of the people in Russia, they don't care. They go about their, they're not even paying attention to the war. They just go about their lives. I'm like, wow, it sounds like city of L.A. people yeah, don't care about the much. horrible politicians and the homeless. No, I, I think that's human nature. Uh, you, you really, and, th and this is the biggest problem. I, I always tell people, your opponent is not uh, the person you disagree with. It's the person who doesn't care. That's your opponent. Nah. Because there are more of them. But, but, but they still vote, right? They still show up and vote. I mean, it's one thing if they, you don't care and you don't vote. That's why I don't believe that everybody should vote. It makes me cringe when I hear all those uh, public service announcements. Remember, don't forget to go out and vote today. And I'm always screaming, no, don't. If you're no. not paying attention, you're not educated, you don't know what you're doing, don't vote. This is our problem with the ballot harvesting because that's who they're grabbing. The people that don't care, they're just, but they go out there and find them, it, push them into voting, and of but, course they vote their way. But everybody, everybody, I remember years ago, MTV is telling uh, people, remember to go vote. It's like, no, you don't want people watching MTV all day to be out voting. <laughs> Stop that. All right, when we come back, we're going to be talking to Assemblyman Kevin Kiley, Republican from Rockland. Uh, he's introduced a bill, and the Republicans, well, you know, they're trying in Sacramento. Recently, they tried to get rid of the gas tax for a while. That didn't work. Then they tried to get rid of the state of emergency. That didn't work. Kevin Kiley's trying to get rid of California's sanctuary law. The ye. Senate Bill 54 passed in 2017. And of course, the story he's using was that terrible story of the illegal immigrant that killed his daughters at that church. Remember that story from yeah. a few weeks ago? Yeah. He'll be on next. John and Ken show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. 
Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency, where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.